It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Win, 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 win. <laughs> it's like you don't even know our show. No, I don't know that shit. What was that crap? That was Jerry. We got a win, baby. The same thing we did last night. Can we I play know. it again? Because he ruined it. I think we should start all over. Yeah, let's just start all over. Start, start all, all over. And then, Espo, you can do it right after that. Okay. There we go. Let's Ready? go. Everything else, win, 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 win. <laughs> How you doing now, Memphis? Hey, you feeling good in the West? <laughs> we back, baby. There we go. Welcome in, everybody. Thank you for joining us for the PHNX Suns post game show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Saul Bookman and Espo. Gerald Borgay will be joining us. Shortly from the Footprint Center, and that's three in a row. The not Phoenix one, Suns, not two, but not three. three. We're gonna hit four, maybe five, then we six. But right now we're at three with a win oh. over the Memphis Grizzlies, one twelve to one ten. How y'all feeling tonight? Fantastic. That was a great game. Well, well except for the fourth quarter meltdown, but I mean, they did enough to win, and that's all that matters. And they oh. beat the number two team in the West, so. Let's do this. I thought this was a solid game up until the fourth quarter, but even though they allowed Memphis to get back into it, I'm still proud of the way that they fought through it because they could have just given up. They could have just let themselves get down on themselves for allowing Memphis to get back into a game that at one point the Suns were leading by 29 points, but they kept fighting. They figured it out, and it's a learning lesson. Like these last couple games, you've you've had to learn. You had to take your lumps and learn. And that's what they did again here tonight. Just, just like they have done since Devin Booker has been gone, uh, they are trying to hold on for dear life until he comes back. <laughs> and tonight was kind of a microcosm of that. They held on for dear life in the fourth quarter, but they were able to hold on, and that's all that matters. They got the W. We had some good performances. Um, I thought some guys really stood out, and we'll get to those guys. But I thought overall it was it was it was good performance. Hey, they won. And I don't think anybody, no, none of us picked them to win in the pregame. So, hey, kudos to the to the Suns for keeping it rolling. Well, yeah. technically, it's a clutch win because it was within 
in five, know, in the five, five in the final five minutes, choking. and they won. Yeah, yeah, hey, but no, it would have been really easy for them to fold, and you could have said, well, you know, this, that, the guys fouled out, blah, 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 excuse, excuse, but they didn't. They found the way to win there at the end. They did enough to get over the hump, and that that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess, uh, you know, hey, listen, <laughs> I don't know how Ja feels about the Suns. I'm telling you. You might need to be a little bit worried about the West and the Suns. <laughs> Maybe just jaw. a smidge. Maybe we'll see just you in a the playoffs. Smidge. I don't know. We shall see. Uh, before we look inside the box and talk about this game more, we do have a few super chats. Thank you, Colin, for your super chat. Said, great game and bring back funky sax music, please. Who's with me? Saul. Can you we, switched up the music on us back? this year, so it's up to you. Uh, I can bring can it back. Can we bring back the funky I, I, sax? I can bring it, bring back, it back, but I think bring it's it. gone. Bring it back. Because somebody it deleted back. it. We can well, re-download it. You got so, to find it. So, okay, give me like two minutes, and I might be able to get it back. What? All right. We'll, we'll see what we can do, Colin. We'll see. And then we have one from Ghost Balls as well. Thank you for your super chat as well. Said, I want to see Saul and Espa hug so bad. Please no. hug. No. No, dude. No, to that's be not fair. happening, dude. I will stiff arm you the whole time. That's not. No, listen. No, no, no. We don't hug after three game win streaks. I'm sorry. That's Four, then it's on. Right. You get ten in a row, you or got, Landry Shaman hits 35. Then what? Maybe you got to buy me dinner. No. Listen. <laughs> can I just say? I'm just gonna before we go too far off the rails here oh. from the start of the show. I don't ever want to hear you give me shit ever again about not hugging you back when you won't hug Espo. Until you hug Espo freely and warmly, you can kiss a hug goodbye. First of all, you, you, you can you, let me tell you something about me, dog. Let uh, me tell you something about me, dog. <laughs> uh, how many times have we probably hugged? Let me say this. Wait, wait, wait. wait. How many times have we probably hugged? Five, maybe. How many times have we probably hugged, Lindsay? None. Hey, so there you go. I don't owe you shit. You've known, Espo. Five times. You've known Espo longer than we've known so each other on this level. So I've hugged him five times longer so than we have. So it makes sense. There you go. I'm Let me saying. just say this. Saul so acts like this big, tough guy, Mr. <laughs> Macho. He's got a soft side. He won't tell you people that. He won't show you people that. But he's a sensitive soul, and I appreciate that about him. <laughs> That's fact. All right, let's get back into this game. Suns win. Let's start things off by looking inside the box. Espo? Uh, what's in the box? What's in the fucking box? A win. That's what's in the box. 112, 110 over the Grizzlies. And you know what? It came down to two things for me. Free throw shooting. The Suns were 21 of 25 tonight from the uh, from the charity stripe. The Grizz, 19 of 27. And when you get a two-point win, it's little things like that that make the difference. And then you look at the turnovers. The Grizz had 19. Suns only had 16. So those little things, two little things, make a world of difference when this comes down to a two-point game. Yeah, I mean, listen, if it... If it hadn't come down to the wire, this box would look a lot nicer for the Phoenix Suns. That's for sure. Like we had said, 29 point lead at one point in time. I don't think the Grizzlies ever led in this entire game, they did, did they? Not. not for one second in this not game. Not for one second. They but got you, damn close. You know, yeah, they did. They I will did. say from a th- free throw perspective, uh, 84% tonight. I'm not mad at that, although I would have liked it to be a little bit closer to 100%. From yeah. the Suns team. We we already talked about how little they do get to the line. Um, 25 isn't terrible, but 
when you're getting to the line, now we need to capitalize on it. Yeah, I mean, that's what they did. I mean, listen, that's a high percentage from, from the free throw I line. I at 90. I want a 90. You're, you're, I mean, that's just greedy. It is. I'm being <laughs> really greedy, greedy right now. Yeah, I want yeah, 90. Well, you know, it's not. The crazy thing is. 84%. But like, the guy who missed one of the four is shooting 90%. From the free throw line this it's year. Not a, and, it's not. And I'm, Damian Lee. I want 90. So <laughs> that one free throw probably is the difference there and getting, getting it that much closer <laughs> to that 90%. So. But also, like, okay, we won by two. Mm-hmm. And that also includes a crazy full court shot by the Grizzlies. That's, That's fair. Exactly. I mean, so we could complain about the free throws, but, you know, the percentages of that shot going are less than 1%. I mean, that was 85. To be 85, fair, I'm not complaining. I'm just being greedy. Oh, I know. Oh, I, yeah. I but, know. But look, you missed you missed two of those. They go to overtime. I mean, it's that – like, I know it seems like dumb, simple math, but, I mean, the fact that they shot 84% and the Grizzlies only shot 70% on free throws is is a big deal here. All right, so um, there's a couple players that we absolutely have to talk about in tonight's game. Of course, Chris Paul came back. We saw some uh, good plays from Mikkel Bridges. Uh, Cam Johnson's back in action as well. But I want to start with the big men. Jock Landale, Bismack Biombo. In DeAndre Ayton's absence, we got to see those two guys over the last two games step up and do pretty big things. We've had solid games from both of them in back-to-back games now. I'm really I'm really happy with the performance from Bismack and Jock. And Monty talked about it pregame like one of the hardest things that this group has gone through with all of these injuries is just having to learn how to adapt. Mm-hmm. And Jock has even said it, you know, before that not knowing how many minutes you're going to get each night, not knowing what your rotations are are going to look like, starting, not starting, all these type of things, it's hard to find a rhythm. And despite all of the injuries, still, these two guys have been able to figure it out, especially in these last two games, and it's been fun to watch them perform. Without Jock Landell, they do not win tonight. Jock came up big, had a three-pointer, which is something we haven't seen him do a lot of this year, but went one for two from deep, had those 12 points, five rebounds, assist, a steal. He went out there and and filled the stat sheet when he was there. I would have liked a little bit more on the some a couple of those hook shots, but he went in there, he was banging down low. I loved what I saw. Landell Landing Property is selling out quickly. Send your uh, <laughs> inquiries to at Espo, and I'll forward them to Jock. For yeah, I think we were all curious about what, what tonight was going to look like with, with Cam Johnson and Chris Paul back in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, but the great thing about the rest of the crew is, is it really does look like they're starting to get their footing, yeah. starting to get some chemistry. They're starting to feel more comfortable out there on the court. It took about you know 15 to 20 games for that to happen, but – you know what? If you if you're looking at this team and and who they are, and if Monty can do a, a good enough job of fitting pieces that did exist back into existence when they come uh, available, like Booker, man, this team all of a sudden goes from a, a team that you you were worried about making the playoffs to a team that I mean, on on paper and 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 what we're seeing with the eye test could easily get back to the finals. Like or I, I, at least the Western Conference uh, uh finals. Like that they're playing very well. So I they props to those guys for just listen. Monty talks about sticking with the program, just not not getting too high or too low. It's easy to say that when you're very, very high. You're like, yeah. hey, don't get too high. But when you're very, very low, sometimes it's hard to pull yourself up. And kudos to this team for sticking with it and it's now starting to pay dividends. But it's not the same guys. That that's the funny thing. Last night 
Josh Akogi was big. Mm-hmm. Damian Lee. Tonight they combined for for six points. Tonight it was Tory Craig coming up big. It was Dario Saric who came out of nowhere in that second half and was huge to, to do things like it was. It was other guys on that bench that tonight stepped up where last night uh, they those guys weren't factors that's what's encouraging to me too is it's not just one or two of these guys doing it night in night out it's a group effort which becomes big because a lot of times you see that in the playoffs where it's one bench guy has one game i you know one big game off the bench and then somebody else does it like they have a lot of opportunity here to have guys contribute down the stretch and I will say, like, I know I, I highlighted Biz and Jock at first, but Dario also deserves his flowers in that mix as well. Because like you said, 14 points tonight, eight rebounds, four assists, two steals. Because I didn't realize how much foul trouble Biz was in until he came back into yeah. the game when Jock fouled out. Yeah. And it took him For whatever reason, seconds. that one just completely missed yeah. my missed my radar. And Dario had to come in and step in and... and carry a lot of the load and he was able to hold his own as well so it was good to see all around i didn't want to leave dario off of the flowers list <laughs> For sure. tonight. the homie is is back to contributing yeah like the, he had a he had a play which it, it amazes me this guy we we joke about how on that athletic he is yet he went coast to coast on a play and it wasn't that he was faster than anybody it wasn't that he was more athletic he was just determined and he got coast to coast I made the bucket, and yeah. it was it was pretty. I mean, for for a guy that you know, we all thought, oh, Jaws gonna dunk on somebody or whatever. That's what you're looking for. And then one of the prettier plays to me was Dario going coast to coast, and there was mm-hmm. nothing in particular, you know, special in terms of uh, of athleticism or anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, a few more flowers to give out, but first, I did want to um, throw a little bit of shade at my boy Bismack Biombo. Uh, because he did not help me win my bet tonight, even though <laughs> even though I feel like something happened that I must have missed. Because even Jose in the chat says Lindsay won that bet in the first quarter. That was some defense so, by Busy, and it was. So they took a block off, and and after thinking about it, and they did show the replay. Yeah. And when they showed the replay, it looked like um, I think it was Dylan Brooks when he shot it. It hit it's it it hit the side of the backboard. Then Biz, Busy hit it. And if that's the case, then it's more of a rebound than it is a block because it already touched the backboard. So I think that's why they took the the, re- right. the block away because it did show too. It did. And then it took it away. That's not yeah. why. I texted my friends in New York <laughs> and, and said, this is some bullshit. Take that away. Lindsay can't win. Yeah. Yeah. Well, either way, it was really disappointing. And it was fun to watch Busy in that first quarter. He was getting, he was uh, putting in work. But unfortunately, he finished with only one block tonight, which means I oh, lost my shucks. bet. But don't worry, everybody, because Saul and Espo also nah. lost their bet on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Damn it. Not a single one of us was successful tonight except for the phoenix suns who got the w and really at the end of the day that is all that matters but what does our really. DraftKings bets <laughs> leaderboard look like now emma yeah. we're still in the green but it's not as pretty as it was at the start of this uh game saul's 1950 i'm 85 62 and espo is 37 but we'll be back on tuesday we're gonna have Another fun competition here. Make sure you guys join us for the pregame show for that one. And if you guys want to get in on the action on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, there are four NFL teams, two conference championship games, 
and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 to get $200 in free bets instantly. So if you have not, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Make sure you use that code PHNX. And again, new customers can bet $5 on the conference championships and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Shall we name our DraftKings king of the game? Sure, why not? Do you guys uh, think this one was a tough one, or do you think this one was an easier one? Um, it was only made tough because of the second half. Okay. And trying to figure out who was really stepping up and, and doing what. But, I mean, listen, anytime somebody puts on a performance that is unexpected and and, and gives us a glimpse of what used to be, hey, we're going to give them the king of the game. We're going to give them the king of the game right now. You know who it is. The crown goes to Chris Paul. He finished with 22 points, 11 assists, six rebounds. Oh, and by the way, three steals and a block in there in his first game back from injury. He had missed six games before this, and he came back, and it seemed like he was invigorated. He had lots of energy. Did he spend two weeks in a hyperbolic chamber? Like... What, what did this man do that all of a sudden he looked like vintage uh, CP3? I, I don't know. I, I had tweeted out um, that, you know, I was like, oh, shit, are we all about to be wrong about Chris Paul in the first half? Because <laughs> he was lining it up, and everybody was like, oh, not all. You know, like, okay, well, some people swear that they, they were on the Chris Paul train no matter what. Um, and I think this is, a, this is a, a good example of what we're talking about, right? 17-6-6 and six in the first half. Um, uh, five and five in the second half. So not as not as dominant uh, scoring wise, but still as effective uh, passing the rock. And his presence means a lot out there too. And I think sometimes even myself, um, I I overlook what his presence means out there on the court. Just the threat of Chris Paul out there, um, it can mean a lot. And so I, I was I was very happy to see vintage Chris Paul. It's always great when you see vintage Chris Paul. The between the legs passes. Um, you know, he's, he's looking at the, some of the passes around guys. They're just Chris Paul passes. Nobody else can do them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's phenomenal. So, um, you know, I hope we get to see more of it cause it's fun to watch. He had a no look between his legs pass. We have not seen this stuff this year from Chris Paul. It was, it was like he, he has risen. He was rejuvenated. Uh, the point God was there tonight. And I think you're right down the stretch having him out there. Imagine if if this fourth quarter happens and you're relying on uh, Dwayne Washington Jr. and Saban Lee to be your primary ball handlers during that time. I mean, that's when they crap their pants. Like, this is the stuff that CP3 has been through and knows how to handle those situations. And, yeah, it got closer than anybody would like, but like you used to say last year, when you got CP3, you got Devin Booker, you're in good hands. Well, CP3, again, was out there to help kind of calm, calm the sea. It was, okay, yeah, this is happening, but we're not going to let it happen all the way. Yeah. Um, I I know that it, it was much more of a exciting performance from Chris Paul in the first half than it was in the second mm-hmm. half. And Brittany in the chat said he told the postgame show with a laugh that he was gassed at the mm-hmm. end. And she said, understandably so, but sure. he was great. But in the first half, came out of the gates just with all the energy in the entire world. He had 17.6 rebounds and six assists in the first half alone. And then, of course, he bumped that up in the second half. But 
Espo, to your point, I was kind of expecting it to be a little bit calmer of an ending. Like, I was surprised that it it got as close as it did. Because in my head, when it started to get a little bit closer, I think they got it within nine. I was like, all right, we need Chris Paul to kind of do some Chris Paul things here. Like you said, one of the vintage performances. Let's step back into who we saw, especially in the first half of this game. So I was kind of a little bit... I wouldn't say disappointed, but I was just a little bit surprised. But, but this is what teams are are starting to do with Chris Paul because they don't feel like I feel like a lot of teams would rather Chris Paul shoot the three than shoot the midi because he's such an automatic score from the mid range. So teams you'll see will help and leave him alone on the perimeter. And he had multiple wide open shots from three yeah. and couldn't connect in the second half. Um, and you're going to see that more and more as we go along. Now, as we go along, He's going to get better and better, obviously. Mm-hmm. His stamina is going to be better and better. So I'm not going to really sit here and be like, oh, my gosh, you know, this is this is the kryptonite. I don't believe that for a second. But what I will say is um, I, we did see this even before he was injured. Teams saying, you know what, prove it from the perimeter. He hasn't been great. Um, I, th- I believe he's shooting either a career low or second career, second uh, lowest career total uh, percentage-wise from three. Uh, so he's going to have to prove that, especially once they get to the playoffs. He's going to have to hit those threes in the first half. He did it, and the Suns were off and running. Yeah. Second half, not so much, and they came back to, to to the mean. Well, look, for me, this is the Memphis Grizzlies. They're one of the best teams in the yes. West. That's true. The fact that they came back is not surprising to me. The fact that the Suns went up 29 was the surprising part to me, but the fact that Memphis had a push uh, late, and you look at the first half, and I think John, Dylan Brooks combined for 14 points in that first half. I, like you knew that wasn't going to continue, uh, so it, it didn't shock me. But what I was happy with is the Suns just found a way. Mm-hmm. This is a very easy game to blow down there uh, in, in the last few minutes. Uh, you know, a couple things don't go their way. They miss a couple free throws uh, when they wound up at the line. This is a different story, but they did just enough. And in the end, that's all that really matters. They split the season series with Memphis two games apiece and and at the end that's that's you know impressive when Memphis is one of the better teams uh in this in this league and, and in particular in the conference so look a win's a win I'm not gonna I'm not gonna split hairs over what they did I mean the Suns just beat Ja and company with uh without Devin Booker and without DeAndre Aiden mm-hmm. and without Jay Crowder you know, and whoever that's gonna turn out to be um, I'm telling you, like the Suns, all of a sudden, you're starting to feel much, much better about the team. You're starting to feel much, much better with their opportunity in the West. I'm telling you, James Jones, bro, if you don't want to see this fan base lose their shit, you better make a move. You better make a move. Would Would you like some breaking news? Breaking news. The Warriors lost the Nets which means the Suns are in seventh place all by themselves, a half a game behind the Clippers for sixth, and uh, and a game back of the Dallas Mavericks, who they play on Thursday, for fifth. They're right back in the mix of this stuff. Three-game three win streak puts them right back where they want to be, a half a game out of uh, out of not being in the play. And who who else are we playing this week? I shouldn't know uh, this. It's Charlotte and the then uh, Dallas 
on Thursday. So Charlotte Tuesday, Dallas uh, Thursday on TNT. And then San Antonio yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, and then the so, Raptors are the following game. So you could oh, win three ne- or four. Yeah, I mean, like you said off the top of the show, this could be a four, five, six game win streak if be. the Suns play their cards right. At the very least, a four game win streak. Dallas could be a tough battle, but you should be able to beat the Spurs. So Agreed. quite a few winnable games in the very near future. Well, and if you beat Dallas, who you're now only a game behind, I mean, you could you could go all the way up to fifth. And then you're looking at New Orleans and Sacramento as the 3-4, and those are two teams that haven't been through through the you know tough second half of a season while you're jockeying for playoff position. So uh, look, you're right. You're sitting right in it right now. You're right in the middle of it, and you haven't even gotten Devin Booker Booker back. You've only had Chris Paul back for a game and Cam Johnson back for two. This is the best case scenario, I think. You know, we said, oh, they need to stay 500 and stay, mm-hmm. you know, above you know, above water. Well, they they're at 500 overall. They didn't do that in the stretch without D book, but this is the, this is one of the better case scenarios you could have hoped for with hopefully Devin Booker coming back in the near future. We're supposed to get news on that this week. All of a sudden things start to look a lot brighter. You make some kind of trade, whether it's a smaller one or, or you go in bigger because Matt Ishby is calling the shots now and there, it feels a lot better than, yeah. than where we were a week, a week and a half ago. Uh, I think you can start dreaming a little bit bigger than I hope they get into the play-in tournament. Mm-hmm. Hey, can I address something real quick about DeAndre Ayton? The super chat? Uh, well, I didn't see that one, but oh, no, there's go some ahead. You're good. other comments, right? So I, I, I looked uh, you know, across Twitter. Uh, some people were posting like, you know, when DeAndre Ayton doesn't play, it's good for the Suns or, you know, some people were even celebrating the fact that he was sick. But um, I, let me say this. I got to remind everybody, like DeAndre Ayton, has a no-trade clause. Like, he has the option to be traded depending on what the deal is. Like, this thought that DeAndre Aiden can be traded for something of significant value is kind of a, a pipe dream because I guarantee you, you're going to have to pull from a, a team that's not contending. Do you think DeAndre Aiden wants to go to, you know, whatever, the Orlando Magic? You know what I mean? Like, no. But no. Toronto, maybe. Maybe, but uh, again, when you break down the numbers and the and, and, you know and all the other factors that go into it, like he's lived in warm weather cities his whole life. Does he really want to go to Toronto and and try that? Like I don't know if he really does. And again, do you want to find yourself on the way out of the playoffs or on the way in? And and that that also matters too, unless you want to control your own destiny. And this is the only way he can control his own destiny is by rejecting or accepting a trade. Because after this season. The Suns can trade him for no matter what to anywhere. Yeah, but at the same time, like, you're asking the what ifs. Do you really want to do? Do you want to do this? Well, what if a team wants to build around you as the guy? That could be be very intriguing to a guy like DA. What if the promise of we're going to play the way you want to play? We're going to make you a power forward. I, I get it. I get it. But, however, like, there's so much tape on DeAndre Aiden. I really find it hard to believe that there is a team out there that says we want you to be our focal point. Like yeah. this, everything is centered around you. I just like Toronto, big city. Mm-hmm. Scotty Barnes is there. He's not going to be any part of a deal, so you have a running mate. I think that that could be an appealing option 
because I get the weather, but in the end, getting paid and getting to feel like you're the man mm -hmm. is going to matter just as much because you're traveling to cold weather cities anyways True. during the season. So, uh, you know, that may be out of anybody, I think that may be one of the more intriguing spots for him. Not and he signed with Indy. Indy's cold it's true. too. True. And not even just being like the man, right? Even if it's like, hey, we just know that we can elevate your game with the system we have here. Even if he's not the go-to guy. Or and you we talk about it with draft picks all the time. How many GMs and coaches say, look at that guy who's not doing what they're supposed to be doing with whatever team they're on and says, I know I can turn that guy into a star. I I, I hear you. And if he had gone to Indiana, there's not, you know, I mean, I know they got Halliburton and Benedict Matherin and stuff like that, but there's not really that guy that you feel like you can't overcome. When he got here to Phoenix, there was no way he was going to overcome Devin Booker. You know what I mean? So if he goes to Toronto, would he be, would he be uh, you know, satisfied with knowing that Scotty, Scotty Barnes gets all the love out there? Like, can he overcome that? Like, I don't think DA wants to be second fiddle at the next stop, wherever that may be. Well, then he's going to have to go to a bad team and yeah. your whole worrying about the playoffs won't matter there. But if your career is hurting like it is for DeAndre Ayton a bit, wouldn't you want a nurse, a Nick nurse to take care of you? I mean, come on. Nick nurse might not be out there after this year <laughs> anyway. So. We do have a couple super Dad chats, jokes. but before we get into those super chats, I think, um, you know, we got down the DA conversation, but the Suns won, and I think it's worth celebrating and if you are celebrating at home, might I recommend some Four Peaks if you happen to have some in the fridge? Ooh, yeah. If you don't have some in the fridge, you should absolutely pick some up and make sure you are well stocked because, like we said, a lot of winnable games ahead of us this upcoming week. You can pick them up at the Four Peaks Brewery in Tempe on Wednesday when we're all going to be there. All of our live shows will be happening throughout the day at the Four Peaks 8th Street Pub on January 25th. So come hang out with us. We'll be there in person. We'll be having great beer, good food, and a good time. And this is your invitation to stop in whenever you're able. There's also going to be $3 beer specials. So come say hi to us. Also, Four Peaks has two new beers right now. The Recreational Juice Dank IPA and Staycation Super Juicy IPA. So just a reminder, though, you do have to be 21 years or older. And we ask that you enjoy responsibly when drinking Four Peaks beer. Secondly, if you're watching these games from home and you're not at the arena where the seats are, you don't get to have any say in what the seats are like. Yeah, when some you're people at home, put bungee cords. Like, uh, it's just not fun. <laughs> oh. When you're at home, you do get to have a say in the chairs Jeez. and the, the couches and the recliners that you watch Suns basketball in. And if you need an upgrade, let me tell you about my friend over at More Furniture. They hooked us up here at the PHNX offices, and they can help hook you guys up as well. They have some of the best furniture you are going to find in the Valley, and you can save big at More Furniture as well. Just head to morefurniture.com to check them out. Okay, Ooh. super chat time. Y'all ready? Yeah, right there. Psycho oh, I, Blue. I, I didn't know. I don't you can. Know. I didn't know. Go ahead. Well, there's this cool thing that we have in the office. It's really dope. It's a new cornhole board. Mm -hmm. It's so awesome. The holes actually have LEDs um, that light up within the hole so you can play in the dark. You can play outside. Uh, and then on the backside, there's literal cup holders inside these cornhole bowls that are underneath the cornhole bowl. So that way that nothing gets into your drink. Uh, they have a scorekeeping little, uh, what do you call it? Abacus. abacus. Uh, which is dope. It, this is so awesome, and they're made by Chi Town Cornhole Bowl Cornhole Boards. I gotta say that that's a long <laughs> name. Um, and they they'll ship anywhere. 
We got a phenomenal deal here, uh, and you can too by reaching out to them. Make sure to follow them on Instagram at Shy Town Custom. Uh, yeah, Shy Town Custom Cornhole Boards, or uh, check out their website at ShyTownCornhole.com. That might be the longest. Instagram. It is a pretty long one. It is also veteran owned, and veterans get ten percent off. Oh, oh nice! nice. Yeah. Very sweet. Nice. Matter of fact, we'll actually take a picture. I don't know why we don't have a picture of this. I don't know why we don't have some way. Uh, nah, it's okay. We'll do it next time, but uh, we'll show you to it. Show you this. Yeah, yeah. We'll next show time. Uh, easy, blah, blah, blah. easy for you to say. Right? It's hard. <laughs> All right, it's super chat time. We got a couple comments from the chat that we want to discuss. First and foremost, we got one from Psycho Blue. Salt, this is where you shine. Let's see what you got today. Cthulhu says, Grugly, young Phoenix Spawn nearly crumbled. Shannon the Sharp may have engaged in bribery. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Psycho Blue, for your super chat. Uh, We appreciate it. I think we need a basketball Cthulhu for somewhere on the set. We probably do. We probably need a great one. I think we need to. Put one back there. Uh, James Johnson, thank you for your super chat. We appreciate you. Said... Saul, is it time to release DA real fact findings? Suns defense rotations look solid lately. Very soon. <laughs> so what what James is is asking about, in case you weren't here with us last night, Saul is doing kind of a, a deep dive into DA and mm-hmm. kind of looking at some of the intricacies around the conversation that's happening on Suns Twitter of how many games have we won versus lost when DA plays when he's not playing and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And just kind of going down the rabbit hole a little bit, looking at more of the nuances. Just just taking everything into consideration from the time he got here to the right now um, without factoring in one Mr. Luka Doncic because when you factor him into this whole thing, it makes DA look far worse um, than, I, than I actually uh, think he is. But the numbers are really, man, they are really telling, and I'm, I'm not going to burst the bubble, but... And I'm not trying to make this a big old deal or Saul anything Saul like has that, acquired but. the top secret file. <laughs> he found the Corvette they were next Unfortunately, to. Unfortunately, I have not found the codes <laughs> to unlock DA. So Yet. Uh, but, you know, we'll you see. Know, maybe Wednesday or Friday. Yeah, I think Wednesday. Maybe Wednesday or Friday we'll have yeah. some more info on that. I think it's up, up, down, A, B, A, B. We need the cheat code. Select and start at the same time. Yes, there we go. And then Carl, Carl, thank you for your super chat. They said, thanks for beating Memphis from your DNVR frenemy. Hi, Carl. Happy Hi. to have you here. You're welcome. Hey, Carl. Hey, being first in the West isn't all it's cracked up to be. Take our word for it. <laughs> well, we got to let them have their moment. Yeah. You enjoy can. it. You, we're, you we're have saying. your moment we're while gonna, you can, We're Carl. not going to poo-poo on your platter. No. I'm not. Just I'm just yet. saying it, sometimes it can be rough. All right. A few more flowers that we need to hand out this evening. Mikel Bridges, now his fifth straight game with 20 or more points under his belt. He finished tonight with 24 points, five rebounds, and four assists. I really like what we're seeing from Mikel Bridges as of late. This has been so fun to watch. I think this is a lot of the growth that we had all been asking for from him. I I loved his game tonight. Again, I just love the fact that he's being aggressive. He's being assertive. He knows his spots, and he's very comfortable getting to there. Um, the only thing I, the, if, it, if there was a critique tonight, I would have liked to see him take a little bit more assertiveness in the fourth quarter scoring wise, or at least taking shots. Um, I think, you know, he, he was kind of MIA for, from possession to possession, but overall, like, yeah, a fantastic, uh, fantastic performance again by him. And listen, we, we've been begging for consistency from Mikhail and DA. Mikhail is giving it to us right now. Mm-hmm. Five straight games of 20 plus points. Like the effort is there. It looks like whatever was ailing him a little bit ago, 
we were even questioning whether or not he should sit out a game or two uh, mm-hmm. and just break the streak. It looks like he's recovered from that, whatever it was, and he's back to being his old Mikhail. He looks confident. He looks assertive. Um, I, I really, I really like what I'm seeing from Mikhail right now. Yeah, shot at forty percent from beyond the arc again tonight. That's huge. Had the second most free throw attempts on the team uh, behind Dario Saric. Hit all of those uh, and had uh, had four assists, five rebounds. Like I was concerned he'd take a, a little bit of a step back with CP3 coming back and dominating the ball a little bit more because he had been very, uh, you know, handling the ball a lot on offense. But overall. Really good game from Mikhail, and hopefully this is these these five games are that point that we look back and we go, that's when Mikhail really unlocked what he is for this team. Mm-hmm. Do you think that um, Chris Paul missing a good amount of time this year has actually been really beneficial for Mikhail in the sense of finding more confidence that he doesn't have to defer to Chris Paul all the time when Chris Paul does play with him? Well. It- we thought it would be good, uh, and for a little while there, it wasn't looking good at all. Well, you know now, I mean? but now, yes, and and again, there's there's a growth period when uh, the dynamics shift on a team, and usually, you know, you're talking about offseason moves. Yeah, you got training camp to kind of work through some of those things. Well, obviously, the Suns did not have that when they lost Devin Booker and CP3 from spurts and campaign and all these other other moving parts. And Mikhail's been the one consistent one, and I can imagine it's a little difficult having a different starting five every single time you step on the court. Um, and, and so we, I, I think sometimes shit, even, you know, I, I, sometimes it's hard for me to see the forest through the trees because all I see is game to game. You need to step up. You need to step up. You need to step up and not realizing that there is a, a little bit of an adaption process that has to take place. And Mikhail's going through that. And it looks like he's starting to come out of that and really feel good because what's happening is, is now instead of worrying about the team and gelling as a team, he he knows he needs to control the things that he can control, and he's been doing that at a higher level uh, more consistently, and that's what the Suns need. I'll tell you in a week. I don't know if he has grown to the point. Are you getting choked up? No, I was about to yawn. I, just, <laughs> I had four hours of sleep. Like, uh, I, just, I am. I just. I can't. I can't believe the Mikhail. No, what? <laughs> growing oh, right yeah, before no, but, I'll, I'll tell you in a week or so because I don't know that Mikhail. Uh, grew to where he's going to look off CP3 yet because I haven't seen him play with CP3 enough since this stretch started. So I don't know how that dynamic's going to play, but I can say he's become a much more confident ball handler and distributor, which mm-hmm. can only help the Suns come playoff time because last year when they shut down Chris Paul or they double-teamed Devin Booker, there was no other option that could effectively – distribute the basketball and and dribble the ball up with true confidence, which that's part of what Monty was trying to accomplish this year by playing Chris Paul more off the ball was to give McHale that kind of confidence. And we're finally seeing it come through. So that's that's my big hope is that that continues with CP3. You, you, you try to take things that you've seen in the past and relate them to what you're seeing now. And I think uh, f- to a large degree, you know, if you go back to those Bulls teams in the, in the early 90s, you know, obviously Michael Jordan was that dude, but he was getting beat up by the Pistons all the time. And he desperately needed a consistent number two that could help him out scoring wise. Um, and Scottie Pippen started to evolve into that guy. And it took a little while, but he finally got there. And once he got there, then the rest of the cast got significantly better because now the defense had to focus on two guys instead of just one and everybody elevated their play. 
if if this is the beginning of what we're seeing, that means Devin Booker is aka our Michael Jordan, right? And then Mikhail, if if Da is not going to step up, D, uh, Mikhail can act as that Scottie Pippen esque guy, which is ironically a comparison that he had when he was coming out mm-hmm. of college. And you can see those two working together to elevate everybody else. CP3 right now, if you're looking at him and his contributions, you have to start thinking of him as a nice um, accessory and not a, a reliable part so much because of the injury, because of the age, because of the inconsistency right now. And hopefully he'll work through that as well and understand what his 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 limits are because they, they there are limits now. They, they, they are coming to reality. Um, but he's going to maneuver around that. And if Mikhail can step up, Man, this team is going to go to a whole nother level, and they might be the best in the West by the end of the season. But I, I think the best thing to happen in this team is CP3 realizing that he can't be that guy. I, I hope right? he is. Like, well, I imagine, I imagine he is because I mean, with as many injuries he's gone through this year, the fact that he looked as as slow at times as he has, and he's been able to watch guys like McHale start to come into their own, I think he'll feel more comfortable with doing it. In the past, I don't know that the comfort level was there for him to try to step back at all because it was him and it was Booker, and then it was a bunch of young guys you were hoping would evolve into something. Well, uh, go, ahead. go ahead. I have a little nugget for you sure. about that very topic that we can ask Gerald more about when he gets here, but Gerald did say that in uh, post-game pressers, Chris Paul made a point to mention how comfortable Mikel Bridges looks handling the ball and making plays lately. He also said he loves seeing that and plays like when Cam Johnson grabbed a rebound and waved him off because he's been waiting for them to do that kind of thing for a while. Yeah. So it feels like from Chris Paul's own words that he is going, he is comfortable in a new role. He's comfortable with those guys taking a little bit more of the lead in some of these situations. I would say if I was if I was book, this has been a great time for him to sit and kind of evaluate everybody without him. Uh, and honestly, at this point, and I'm not just saying this because of recency bias, but because of the ball handling aspect of this, because of the way that Mikhail can maneuver without having to be fed, right? Like DA. Um, I if I was Devin Booker, I would be looking, I would be looking more towards Mikhail and building him up and making sure that he's ready for the playoffs scoring wise to help me out than I would DA because DA in, in, in this regard would be like, he's also an accessory, like because of the inconsistency and you don't know. Now he could be one of the best accessories of all time. If he could just, you know, drop 25 and 15 on any given night, but he is still an accessory. Mikhail and book can control the narrative themselves because of their skill sets ball handling wise. And that's where I think I would probably focus more of my energy to try and get this guy on a whole nother level, even though, you know, it's debatable whether or not offensively he can, he can find that high, high level. But even if it's not that, even if it's not higher, 20, 20 plus points, five straight games. Mm -hmm. If you give me 20 points consistently, I am happy on the farm. Yeah. Well, don't do that. You can't get happy in the farm. (laughs) I've learned that. Well, Uh, if I get 20 (laughs) plus points consistently from Mikhail, sorry, Monty, I'm getting happy on the farm. I'm not fully bought in that Mikhail is this guy scoring consistently when you get a Devin Booker back, when you get, you know, other guys that can score, but if he can continue to pass like this and he gets 15, 16, but he's getting five, six, seven assists, I'm perfectly fine with that because that means his offensive impact is still big, mm-hmm. is still large 
for this team, and it doesn't have to come just scoring-wise. If he can set up other guys for easy buckets, that's just as important. I don't have to see him get 24 a night. I have to see him continue to contribute with the ball handling and the assists. And there's a couple really fun comments in the chat as far as Mikel Bridges goes, and I love seeing all of these, so I'm going to highlight a couple of them. Will Captain said Mikel's been working on his ball handles uh, Manhua said facts to that. Jan Paul reminded us, you know, obviously when we were going through the thick of it and Mikel was having a hard time out there, it was not fun for us. We were all losing oh. our minds. But Jan Paul puts it into perspective. Now that we're on the other side, seemingly, Mikel needed to have the opportunity to grow. And that always and that isn't always pretty. And it wasn't pretty no. for a hot minute there. But now that we're on this side... If the growing part led to even a little bit of this type of play from Mikel, then I'll take it. But that's why I said back then they're doing him a disservice if he was actually injured. Because yeah. I, I, when you look at this, it's so night and day from two weeks ago what Mikhail was doing. Uh, he's moving fluidly now. He looks like the guy that we came to expect. I think he had some nagging injuries that he's just getting healthy from now and that's why it looked so bad yeah there's a learning curve that he was going through too but you know I, there had to be some injury by the way we have over 500 people watching or at least we did a few minutes ago hit the damn like button people hey, yeah nice 47 about it, likes no nice. i'm demanding um, my be nice so Come on. emma found the sexy sax music Ooh. but we're only going to be able to play it if we get more likes yeah because emma emma's mm -hmm. like me a hundred for the sexy sack. She's baby. like a guard of the fun thing. Also, um, Brian Catano in the chat said, uh, the Suns are three and oh since Emma Geddon happened. <laughs> this, <laughs> That's is true. this is that true. Is Emma bad. lost her shit and the Suns won. <laughs> Thank you, Emma. <laughs> Thank yep. you, Emma. Also, uh, we can stop with the DA slander in the chat. Uh, he is better than Kwame Brown, he's better than Jahidi White. Stop with the nonsense. I don't know. Paul Shirley was pretty oh entertaining. Oh, my God, you guys. Listen, DA, again, he shows flashes of greatness every now and then. And in the playoffs, he has been very consistent in the playoffs. He did help us get past the Pelicans and played solid against the Mavs. Like, he he had a very solid playoff the year before. Uh, and it surprised a lot of people. But, again, we're looking for that next step. I'm not talking about DA in the playoffs, and I'm not talking about – Anything more than can I see the next step from D.A. to really be that number two that this team really, really needs? But we haven't seen it so far, and he's had plenty of opportunities to do that. That's what I'm saying. That's why he's an accessory right now and not a necessity. All right. My last my last little nugget on Mikel, uh, man, I don't wish I could figure out how to pronounce your name correctly. Manua? How do you, what do you think? M-A-N-H-U-A. Manua? Yeah. Manua. 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 Okay. I'm really Manua. sorry. Manua. Um, But I appreciate the comment nonetheless. Said Mikhail almost dropped Zaire Williams. He got some handles now. That was a fun little moment in what? tonight's game. Was that the guy that the Suns had drafted that they traded to Philly? No, Zaire Smith. Oh, Zaire. Smith. That's right. William I just wanted Smith. to They're both bland last to name, give so. a little highlight to that because that one I feel like everyone was like, okay, Mikhail. That was a good one. I see you, Mikel. And then, of course, we've got his twin, Cam Johnson, who we got to watch again tonight. Now, not as big of a night as he had on, uh, what was it, Thursday? Thursday, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Thursday when he came back from injury. But still, he was in the starting unit. 
He did play 29 minutes tonight. He finished with eight points, six rebounds, and one assist. But good to have Cam Johnson back in there. I'm guessing because he started tonight, didn't seem to have a minutes restriction, that all is well he in had, uh, that world. He had that huge three-point play late in the fourth. He too, did. Where a nice move, got got the mid-range jumper, got fouled. Uh, that, was, that was a play that kind of stopped the momentum for the Grizzlies was a huge, huge play. So even though he didn't have a great night offensively, that that was big. Mm. Anything on Cam? A big sex? Uh, not on Cam. I can't. I mean, listen, he's gonna he's gonna be working back to it. I I did not expect him to repeat his performance from the night before. He's gonna have to work through it. Um, so I mean, I I don't really have too much to say about him. It's just it's a process with him right now. I will say at least. When he got hit in the the what seemed like the chin type of area, mm -hmm. he sold it, and I'll give him that. But at first, for a hot second, we were all like, "Are you kidding me no. right now?" Like, Cam Johnson. But then when we all got to see the replays, and they were in slow mo. Cam just sold it a little bit more, and uh, rightfully so. I would have done it. He should have done it. I'm not knocking him for doing it, but it did scare us a little bit. I was bit. afraid he was going to turn acting and then tear his leg up again. He looked like Dylan Brooks uh, gave him an uppercut <laughs> the way he fell. <laughs> he tapped him on the chin. Yeah. Did you have something in the chat, Saul, that you were I did, curious uh, about? A little earlier. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, so Big Sexy uh, says DA or Bridges will never be number two or three with CP around. Um, I, I, I kind of disagree with that just because I just don't think you're going to see here. I'll say this. If CP still thinks that he's the CP of old, then I agree with you because there's nobody that can control anything else. But if CP realizes like he's not that guy, um, he's not going to be able to get you 25 every single night in the playoffs and he tries to defer, then I would, I would say that, you know, one of those two guys has a very good chance of being the number two. Uh, but we haven't seen it so far. At a high enough level, uh, Mikhail's starting to, to put it together. That's great, but there's still a long way to go. L there's 30-something 30, 30 games left of the season. Let's let's let this play out. Okay. <laughs> we got another super chat from Vertigo. Thank you so much for your super chat. They said, Dylan Brooks is soft as wet flowers, as be made as they get. As be made as they get. I love it. I mean, <laughs> I, I feel like Dylan Brooks is the next – is like the younger generation of basketball players right now, Pat Bev. Like he's going to be the Pat Bev Look, of this group of guys. I'm glad Dylan Brooks is there because that makes them more hated than us. And that's mm -hmm. all that matters right now. Go ahead, Grizzlies. You can be that hated team that everybody dislikes, and we'll just uh, we'll just pass that mantle to you. It's fine. By the way, the chat talking about Horatio Yamas is hilarious because there's a Horatio Yamas autographed uh, magazine right behind Lindsay. Uh, in that uh, in that bookcase, right over his shoulder. So, a little fun fact about our set. So. Did you guys see the kerfuffle? Speaking of sassy players, did you see the kerfuffle between uh, Pat Dame. Bev and Dame Lillard? We did. Yes. I loved that. Yeah, that was probably outside of the Suns winning one of my favorite highlights that came out of tonight's games um, in the NBA. And Damian Lillard just. That's the thing about Pat Bev is he kind of looks like the frantic guy who like gets all worked up about things and everyone else is all like calm, cool and collected. They're like the cool guy and he's like the villain who's who gets all worked up in all the movies and then inevitably loses to the good guy. Yes. Um, but that was a fantastic. Saul liked it so much. He said he wished Dame was his son. 
He did. <laughs> this is facts. He really I did. Said, I wish Dame was. He, you son. said Dame would be such a great son, son to have. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and they all thought I was talking about like my kid. I was like, no, like the Phoenix Suns, the game we're watching right now. <laughs> yeah. But the way you said it was like, man, he'd, he'd make, he'd be, he'd be the best son ever. Well, I mean, right now he would be the best son ever. Cause I promise you, I wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> Give daddy I, some money. I, I'd be like, Dave, I'd be like Jaws dad out there. I swear I would. <laughs> you totally would be just like T Maria. A hundred percent. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, you know what? You may not be able to flex on the sidelines yeah, like, like T Maria, but I will say at Octane Raceway, and Maverick saw flexed on quite a bit of us here at PHNX. They have indoor and outdoor kind of go-kart racing things. And Saul, I believe you came in top three, right? I did. All all three times that we raced. Um, if you guys are looking for a fun outing, definitely recommend our friends over at Octane Raceway and Maverick. And right now, they've got promo packages for the big game. That's right. You can watch the big game at Mavericks with dozens of 4K TVs, 20-foot Drumbotron, a 5,000-square-foot restaurant featuring chef-curated menu, craft beers, and custom cocktails. There are so many different uh, food plans that you can kind of pick for the big game as well, depending on what size of a party you are bringing out or what you're looking for. But they've got Food, game cards, laser tag, bowling, the go-karts, depending on which location you hit up. It's a lot of fun, and you can enjoy the Super Bowl experience at Maverick. Just book in advance at maverick.com slash thebiggame. And if you uh, can't make this a reality, you can also have some fun in Fantasyland on the Underdog <laughs> Fantasy app. They do daily fantasy sports differently. You can get your a group of friends together, no matter if it's just you and one other friend, if it's you by yourself, or five friends, and you guys can draft um, the highest-scoring squad, and whoever has the highest-scoring squad that night could win cold, hard cash. There's no position limits either, which makes it really fun. You just kind of get to pick your top five or six favorite players that you want to root for that night. And the payout could be really great. And it's really easy to get started. Just go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app, but make sure you sign up with the promo code PHNX because when you use that promo code, underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. All right. You guys are 14 likes away from some saxy, saxy fun. Uh, but you haven't got there yet. Hit that like button, folks. What are we waiting for? Yeah. Let's go. Big win tonight. If you're on your mobile. We deserve some sexy sex. Um, if you're on your mobile phone watching this, what you have to do. Oh, God. If you're on your mobile. If you're on your if cellular you're on your device, <laughs> you just have to click hide chat for a second. And that's where the like button is. Then you can go back to the chat. Just FYI. Because I know I had issues when I was watching on my phone. It's like, where's the like button? You just got to hide the chat. All right, I have a question for you guys. And this one, Espo, you kind of posed throughout the game. You were just kind of asking, like, what clicked in the last few games yeah. for this team? Mm -hmm. Like, what was that aha moment, that light bulb moment for these guys? And I don't know that there is a definitive answer for it, but what do you guys think? I honestly think that just effort, like the rotations are a little bit more crisp. And no, I don't think that's just because DA's out of the lineup. Um, I, I just think the rotations are, are very crisp. Um, they they seem to be playing with a lot more confidence all of a sudden, and I don't know where that started. I honestly do not know where that started. It just 
started happening. And uh, I think Mikhail being a lot more assertive helped because it took the load off of everybody else. You had guys step up, which you need guys to step up right now in the worst way. So Saban Lee's, um, you know, Jock, you know, different guys have been stepping up and it's not the same guys every single night. You know, Damian Lee looked like he was the only one we can count on consistently off the bench. And now he's kind of hit a little bit of a wall, but everybody else has stepped up. So I just think that just overall, the group has played with more, uh, more assertiveness uh, and they've been more focused on what they are doing and, and playing hard. And yeah, I think that's the reason why this is turning around a little bit. This might sound a little bit crazy, but I think it's a combination of Saban Lee and Mikhail Bridges. You okay. had two guys who could handle the ball, that could distribute the ball, that helps calm down an offense, right? Especially early on. Uh, you know, and this team had gotten off to such slow starts. You know, Mikhail gets a little bit more, you know, definitive in that ball handling role. Saban comes in uh, and and kind of dispels him. I think that that had a lot to do with it because you were playing without a point guard for a while. And without a point guard, a true point guard, it's really tough to run any offense, uh, and, and especially Monty's .5 offense. Mm-hmm. But once you got those guys in, you did see those crisper passes, those crisper offensive rotations the last three games it's felt like they were getting easy baskets again all of a sudden they were they were able to run they were able to move they were playing uh, with more energy again uh, I think a lot of that has to do with the ball handling some of it probably has to do with uh, with cam coming back that gives you a little bit of a an emotional boost for sure in that uh, in that first game but I think that really it was the point guard play Yeah, I mean, that seems to make a lot of sense because even though he's not like a high-level point point guard, like he's not at the level of a Chris Paul by any means, still knowing that somebody who has experience handling the ball in that way could just make you feel a little more comfortable. Well, yeah, I mean, and and less turnover-prone. When you protect the ball, you give less easy opportunities to your opponent that helps i mean and and that's just the i don't i don't know that it's as simple as that but i think that's one of the factors that that played i just i just think defensively i just think defensively they've they've stepped up their game and that's what they had to do and because of that they've been able to put themselves in in better positions to score easily uh i think it all rests on the defense like and that's where i think Saban Lee has his impact. I don't necessarily think the the offense is just flowing better with Saban Lee at charge. I think defensively with him, guys like a Kogi coming back, you have length, you have disruptors there that lead to fast break and turnovers um, or fast break points off of turnovers. And that's what's making it a little bit easier for the Suns right now. Um, So, you know, you want that to continue. One thing that uh, Monty did say when he was asked kind of about this over the last um, few games earlier before pregame, just kind of the growth that he's seen from the bench unit of sorts or the guys who are starting but technically a part of the second unit. Um, He said, I would say just the ability to adapt to whatever situation has been thrown at them has helped us. Mm -hmm. And I think adapting can take time, right? Like they've they've been tossed into into the fire so differently in so many different ways this entire season. And big ways, whether it's losing a handful of guys or two of your starters or whatever it may be, everyone has to shift within their roles. And I think it takes a while to 
adapt to not knowing what's coming next. Agreed. You know, and so once you become a little more comfortable with the unknown, it makes you feel more comfortable when you're out there and you're not second guessing yourself as much. A million percent. Well, it makes you wonder, though, uh, will we have uh, see another adjustment period when everybody comes back and guys have to get used to get used to again those bench rolls, what those rotations look like, maybe not playing minutes on a given night and then coming in another night. Uh, hopefully that's less of an adjustment because you're getting guys like Book back. But it, we haven't seen this full starting lineup uh, since since the beginning of November. So this is this is going to be interesting when they all get back. What do the rotations look like for that second unit? What guys fall out of it, even though they probably don't deserve to? There's going to be somebody that doesn't get minutes that that proved that they could play over the last month. Oh, and you know, right now with Monty, you have no idea who those guys are going to be. <laughs> yeah. It could be Josh Akogi one night. It could be Jock the next. It could be busy. It could be like everybody's. It feels like everybody on in the in the starting lineup right now, except for Mikhail and CP, and everybody on the bench at one point or another has not played in the game and has had it been like the king of the game. <laughs> Like yep. at one point or another, it's just been so wildly all over the place. Uh, but again, like, you know, when you're winning, Hey, Monty's experimenting and it's great. And it's fantastic. We like to see guys be productive when they're losing. What the fuck are you doing out here? Like, where's the consistency? Like, it's just, it's all over the place from day to day, just like it is with us. Like it's just, it is what that is. Like there is no other way to explain it. Have, have you seen the, the chat tonight, the Girthlings oh have gosh, thrown out yes. every random big that has played for this team. Yes. But has anybody said Danny Shays yet? If you haven't, you guys haven't won. I'm just True. saying. I'm confused as to what's happening. It, in I, the I'm chat surprised right Joe now. Klein hasn't been thrown out, to be honest. Little, <laughs> Klein's a tough one to spell. I'm a little, I'm a little, shine, I'm oh. a little ashamed of everybody. Coz throws out Miles Plumbing. He just got married. Well, there you go. Congratulations, oh. Miles. Gilbert sure said Big Sauce. <laughs> I'm a fan of Big Sauce. Yeah. I would love for Alan Williams to come on home. Are these all guys that they're trying to say are better than DeAndre yes. Ayton? Is yes. that what the joke yes, is? They are. Is that what's happening yes. right now? Yes. Tom Gugliotta. You want to hear a Tom Gugliotta story? Sure. So Tom was walking around. He went. This is when he was playing for Minnesota. So I forgot where I heard this, but he was walking around uh, New York, got to Rucker Park, and dudes were playing pickup. Mm -hmm. And Tom was like, I'll play. And so he gets up there, and they literally they did not want to pick him up. And so finally, they pick him up. Why? Because they, whatever, brothers, this wasn't wasn't gonna get the guy on the court. I don't know what to say. You know, okay. like that's just how okay. it was. Uh, and so they they were short. They had nines. They're like, all right, fuck it. And Tom proceeds to pull up from half court like six times in a row. Net, net, net. And they were like, who the hell? They were like, what the fuck? And he only played for like fifteen minutes. And then he was like, guys, I actually I gotta go. And they're like, what are you doing? He's like, well, we're playing the Knicks tonight. <laughs> and he takes off. Oh, this is that's so cool. Awesome. My God. Could you imagine being one of those guys? Oh, my God. And, and the, the revision story that you changed when you retold that oh story gosh. that you probably did. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some of these names are killing me. Sonny Weems. Good dude. Shavlik Randolph. Oh, Jesus. I, somebody said Michael Beasley. Have I told you guys my Michael Beasley story? No. Well, there's two of them. I don't think so. Uh, so he came to the Suns the year, the summer after KD went to the finals with OKC, mm -hmm. right? He and KD were like best buds. 
growing up in uh, in the DC area. So I interview him, and he's like, "KG's my inspiration. KD's my mm-hmm. inspiration. I can't wait to get the opportunity to go to the finals. You know, it really has inspired me to try to get my game back." So I, I he gives me great quotes. I write this whole feature, and Basketball Ops is like, "You can't publish that." <gasps> Why? They're like, "Because you know, it's Michael Beasley. It might." He's never going to do that. This might be embarrassing. And I was like, wow, you guys signed him. I just quoted him. And the other one was uh, they had to hold the team bus. I think it was in Brooklyn. Uh, He forgot. He goes, hey, has anybody seen my investments? And everybody's like, what are you talking about? He says this on the bus to the guys. Everybody's looking at him like, what in the actual hell are you talking about? Right? So he's like, my investments, that brown bag, the, the, the leather bag I carry, my investments. Everybody's like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. So he has to run back in the locker room. It was a bag of like $30,000 worth of watches. Oh, my God. Watches. And he had to hold the whole bus up oh for like God. 25 minutes to go find the thing. How wow. did he just leave them? Oh my goodness! Goodness. How is that your investment plan when you're freaking Michael B? If I'm Michael B, why wouldn't they be in a safe in his home? Why wouldn't you be investing your money in something smarter? Because okay, Michael Beasley, that second and third contract ain't coming. Low key though, investing in like brand name watches and purses is not awful. If it's your only investment, you are you're in trouble. But I'm genuinely, genuinely telling you that like a Rolex watch every has substantially gained value. Since it's it's since it started. I don't think that that Michael Beasley was sitting there thinking that you I'm going to diversify my well, portfolio I, 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 and buy some. I'm not lying. Okay. Like literally, no, really wealthy people who invest <laughs> in these type of things. Have you seen? Have you seen? I'm uh, just saying. He was on that 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 Ryan Clark podcast. Uh, I forgot what it was called, but the the uh, Shannon Crowder, I think, uh, was another one was on there um and he talked about basically how everybody in his life screwed him over like family and everything so oh, yeah. in my mind i'm thinking you know what if he wanted to invest in something physical that he could hold on to touch and know it's not going anywhere that actually does make a lot of sense yeah to yeah but why carry them around in a bag because you don't want anybody you don't trust anybody else get a safe deposit box yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> like I'm I mean, not traveling with that, you know. But. I'm just saying, listen, I'm not the only one. Priscilla gets it, says watches are a lucrative business. Yeah. And then John Paul. Yeah. Watches, watches can, make, can you make you bank. They really can. Watches, purses, all that type of stuff. Like it's weird and it's a random little like type of investment, but they're legit. That I'm was, dead serious. That was the same road trip that Sebastian Telfair and Jermaine O'Neill. Almost killed each other on the team bus. So. Oh boy, you yeah. have to tell us that one day. Yeah, was... But but before we tell that story, uh, Gerald is going to be joining us here shortly, and we did reach 100 likes. So the question I have for you guys is: Do we mix it up tonight? Do we play the sexy sex to welcome Gerald in? Do we end the show with it? Do we just plop it in here for 30 seconds real quick? Like, what are you thinking? Right Give right the now. people what they want. Let's go. We just got to ride to the Okay. To the I mean, they just said Taylor Griffin and DJ Strawberry. These people deserve some sexy sacks. Let's go. Let's go. I mean, this is what it's all about, folks. You know what? You know what? I, I'm going to make a, a command decision. We're going to bring the sacks back every single time. Oh, all right. We're going to bring this back, back, back. 
bad boy back. I mean, it is. It's what we. This is what we started on. It right? is. Let's go. Uh oh, we're getting okay. Emma, Emma rant. No oh, rant. It's, it's a very small rant. Wait, wait, let, wait. But you got you got to lift the sax oh, right out ride. first, and then you can do your rant. But you can't ruin the sax. That's the important part. I thought we were, we're about to get to the good part. Yeah, it's a let it play. Listen, when, the, when the sax hits, uh, oh, uh, it's so nice. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, Five, four, three, two, one. Oh, let's go, baby. Yeah. Let's go. Get that funky sax. Oh, uh, mm, man. Hey, there ain't nothing like a good sax. This is where she tells us it's not a sax. I bet that's where Right, probably. I took a music <laughs> class once, okay. and this isn't a sax. What's like, your, so what, okay, now, time now I what is the thing. problem, Emma? What is the problem? There's no problem. I would just like to say. I Emma fought, wanted to keep the sax I've, off the top from the beginning. I fought for this saxophone for not only the beginning, but to keep it into this season, because once we changed the music, I was like, if we're getting rid of the sexy sax, we have to have something with saxophone or the chat's going to fucking lose their shit. Mm-hmm. And they lost their shit. Well, it's all right. We didn't win much, so they <laughs> yeah. didn't miss that many opportunities. They didn't miss it that much, so we're bringing it back for the win for the for the winning streak. <laughs> yeah. and it- Code, we can't play juvenile, buddy, because there's copyright laws, and we'll get we'll get our show banned. We don't want that to happen. Yeah, we definitely don't want that. <laughs> yeah, no, Colts twenty three. Get your mind out of the gutter. It's not porn music. I mean, that coming from you, Saul is. Saying what something. the fuck does that mean? Get your mind out of the gutter? What do you mean? Oh, Get your mind like, out of the I'm gutter. Not, That's always I you. I don't listen to porn music there, Lindsay. No, I'm sorry the mind to out disappoint of the gutter. you. That, saw, saw his entire Apple Music playlist. <laughs> porn music. <laughs> I mean, in my head, my whole life is porn music. So, I don't know. so four minutes ago, Gerald said he would be on in five. Hey, and I did just hear a little... Ring, ring, ring. I was excited. You, guys don't, you know, I'm so, kind of disappointed in the way that we're setting these things up. You know what I mean? I was just excited. Like somebody ex- said, Lindsay I feel Hunter. like you need to lower your expectations. Well, you know, we still play. We still play the intro. Know, but you know, you kind of stumbled over it yesterday. I don't you know, stumble just, over anything. That's just how like, I talk. You start- <laughs> She's a two-time <laughs> Emmy Award winner. Guys, she doesn't stumble over shit. Guys, you know what time it is. No, 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 no. Gerald's frozen. Oh, oh damn it, Gerald. Gerald! That's Gerald's fault. Gerald and that bootleg huh? Wi-Fi all the time. I'm about, I'm about are. ready to call this. If he's should, not back in two should minutes, carbon recycle that damn Wi-Fi in that arena is what they should do. I'm not gonna lie, Gerald's taking a long time. For yeah, real. He better yeah. have usually for over Gerald is here 25 minutes, minutes ago. He right. better have some of the best information we've had <laughs> from the locker room ever tonight. I doubt he, he does, but he we're going to find out. He better come in and go, they told us Devin Booker is back for the for the Mavericks game. I don't that's think that's what happening. he better come in and say. Otherwise, I don't, I, I don't know if we're time. really going to get him tonight, folks. It doesn't look like it. You know, uh, you, know, you know what? You know what? Do the intro. The, what, what intro? Do the intro. Oh, Gerald's intro. intro. Do the intro. Yeah, do, do the it. intro. Do it. Okay, cool. In the darkness, <laughs> beyond the light, I'll be the shallow I'll be Gerald. Welcome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you get Hi, to guys. Hear you when you talk with It's me, Gerald. Gerald. Wait, 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 wait. You're the imposter. Where's the real Gerald? Hi, hi guys. 
Uh, I'm Gerald coming to you live from oh uh, the uh, arena. Gerald, why why are you um, flexing right now? Oh, because I hit the gym what? real hard. Oh, oh no! Oh, 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 sorry, here. Oh, Gerald no. is here. Look at that. <laughs> hey, everybody. Gerald. Can you hear us, Gerald? Uh oh. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Uh, you better have Michael Jordan coming back to help the Suns out. Uh, because of how long you just took. Come on, man, <laughs> making us wait this long. I have Mikhail Bridges' self care routine for tomorrow. If anyone's interested, yeah, <laughs> let's go. I'm all about little, some self care. Little Manny Petty. Yeah, so that actually does include a pedicure for his. Oh. Feet. <laughs> he said he wanted to get his feet right. He's also got an IV lined up. He's gonna play some Madden. He's gonna get a massage, and he's gonna walk his dog Sunny. So Dude, sounds, sounds like, like a pretty great day. That sounds like a phenomenal. Mikel Bridges is on to something Man. for tomorrow, which, by the way, is an off day for our show as well. So Gerald, maybe we need to go get some petties. We can yeah, call I think so. And we'll play some Madden. <laughs> in here in the office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else did you hear from Monty and the guys tonight, Gerald? Yeah, I, I think Monty was a little more hesitant than the rest of everybody else to say that this team is turning a page. But he was saying, you know, over the last few weeks, he likes what he's seen in terms of this team's fight, in terms of um, the way that they've been playing together, the way guys have been adapting to different roles. Obviously, you know, the big one is Mikhail Bridges being more of a playmaker. Chris Paul was saying he loves seeing Mikhail make those kind of reads and play a little bit more on the ball and plays like when apparently cam johnson grabbed a rebound and waved off chris paul chris was saying i've been waiting years for them to be making plays like that and i love it um so the big thing is just this team i know that it's been rough over the last two months for the most part but a lot of those trials by fire are starting to pay dividends a little bit especially as guys come back and ease their way into the rotation there's still plenty more that need to get healthy and, and reintegrate themselves into the lineup uh, and Monty talked before the game about how that's kind of a challenge when you get guys coming back at different times. And some of them are on a minutes restriction like Cam. Some of them, like Chris Paul, go and play 38 minutes in their first game back. Um, but we are starting to see this team kind of get healthy and look a lot more like the Suns that we recognize. Talk to me like I'm in, I'm in the third grade and, and chat before you say anything. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, why does Cam come back and he's on a minutes restriction? But CP3 comes back and fuck it, it doesn't matter. Let him run the whole game if we want to. Yeah, I, I think with Chris, it was a matter of, I'm not saying that they were like, you know, coddling him or taking it a little too slow with him bringing him back. But I think they wanted to make sure he was like, not just 100%, but like 115% before they brought him back. Um, and he had only missed, you know, seven games between the last time he played. Uh, and I think he had, before the game where he got hurt, he had like a 20-point performance. So he was able to come in and, and kind of reintegrate himself a little bit more smoothly. He had been starting to turn his season around before he got hurt. With Cam, obviously, you know, two and a half months, 37 games, and a serious knee injury that required surgery. Um, it was probably more about managing that. That's why he missed, you know, the first game of this back-to-back. -back. Um, and I don't know what kind of restriction he was on tonight. He was supposedly on one but i think he still played 28 minutes so um i don't know what the restriction was there they they routinely kind of go over their their minutes limit with him but uh yeah that's probably the difference there can we officially say 
that Mikael Bridges is a legitimate ball handling option for this team. Has he is he finally evolved into that for this group? I, I think for this particular makeup of the team, you can definitely say that he's looked a lot more comfortable. You look at his last six or seven games, uh, the numbers that he's been able to put up now, five straight games with 20 plus points, the longest streak of his career. Um, he's been dishing the ball really well, making a lot of reads, even passes that don't end up in assists. Uh, he's showing a lot of growth as a playmaker. What I need to see, and the only reason I have any hesitation, is I need to see him still do that when Book and Chris Paul come back. And that's kind of been a point of emphasis for Monty and everybody else on the team telling him, when we get these guys back, we don't want you to defer. We want you to keep doing what you're doing here. We want Cam to keep initiating actions in the pick and roll like he's been doing. Um, like we need these guys to be able to make plays because they usually stick their best defender on book, their second best on Chris. Mikhail is the one that has to capitalize on teams that maybe don't have a third elite defender to try and stick on him. Uh, and we saw it in the first half, especially tonight. He was ridiculous in the mid range with some of those shots. He was hitting off the dribble. He kind of cooled in the second half. Monty played him the entire second half. So I think he got a little bit tired there. Um, but it is something they're going to need to capitalize on. I need to see it with the full team back, see him still be aggressive and not kind of take a back seat like we've seen him do sometimes. But do you think CP3 and, and Book also need to defer a little bit in terms of at least the ball handling when it comes to Mikhail when they come back? It doesn't feel like it should all be on Mikhail to just stay aggressive, but their willingness as well to, to recognize he's evolved. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think Chris, you know, we've talked about him. He's elite at what he does, but sometimes he can be very ball dominant in that way. And Book is the rare talent that can score on the ball or off the ball. So we always know he's going to get his, but it's on Chris to kind of seed some of those responsibilities, which is a learning process for him as well. We saw how uncomfortable and awkward it was for him at the start of the season to do that. Um, but tonight it looked a little more natural. Chris was just kind of playing without thinking. He was getting up shots and letting Mikhail run a little bit more of the offense. In the second half, it kind of got to a little more bogged down offense. Um, so they need to continue to work and grow that environment and try and find that balance there. Um, Gerald, I did have a question for you because I know that you had tweeted out earlier today and a slight update about Devin Booker. What exactly Ooh. did you hear from Monty on that front? Yeah, so he was saying that they don't have like a set update for us at this time and that there's no exact date on when we're going to get news as far as his reevaluation, re which the four-week period they initially gave us is on Wednesday of this week. Um, he was saying, you know, there's still a lot of boxes for him to check. That's the phrase they always love to use. Um, but to this point, he's mostly just been doing non-contact stuff. So what they need to see from him is being able to play, you know, three-on-three, four-on-four, five-on-five, really test it out because he was talking about, you know, to get your conditioning back, you need to be able to play these two and a half, three minute spurts like you do in a game in between whistles. He said that's usually kind of the average between whistles in an NBA game. So until they're able to see that, they, there's nothing new on book, unfortunately, uh, which is not great news because we were hoping this four week reevaluation period, he'd be closer and we have some type of news, but it looks like Wednesday is going to come without any type of update on that front. So Devin Booker's playing Tuesday is what you're saying? <laughs> Forget Wednesday. We're Saturday. going for Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, that's like Chris Paul, you know, he's just not responding the way we hoped. Chris Paul in the lineup tonight. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Cam, Cam Johnson hasn't done anything but non-contact stuff. Oh, he's back. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> 
Liars. Yeah. I don't believe them anymore. I don't trust. Liars. I don't trust the establishment. Did Monty Why are they always so shady with us uh, right now? So did did Monty talk at all about uh, any concern with uh, the second half of this game and and blowing a twenty nine point lead? I mean, they held on for dear life. They managed to do it, but I imagine there's some concern with it. I think there's a little bit. I think there's kind of this implicit understanding, like yeah, we don't have our full complement of guys. A lot of these guys are in positions that they're not normally at. Like normally, Devin Booker would be out there. He'd hit a shot or two to kind of quiet the run a little bit and they'd probably cruise to a double digit uh, lead. And in this game, you know, Mikhail was missing a lot of shots in the second half. Chris Paul had 15 in the first quarter and then two the rest of the game. So it was, it was one of those things where they didn't have their normal guy out there who's good at quieting those types of runs and, and keeping a double digit cushion like that. Um, you know, he was saying like, we knew kind of like Kyrie Irving the other night, we knew that jaw, and this team were going to get going. They weren't just going to roll over and lose by 30. Um, they do need to execute some things better for sure. Like in the second half, their defense, I think they gave up like 71 points or something crazy. Um, but he was saying, you know, the goal is to win. And that's, we got, we were able to do enough down the stretch and had a great first half to put ourselves in that position. A win is a win. No, Especially in this type of part of the season, nobody's going to remember what the win was like. Gerald, who's your favorite obscure son ever? <laughs> my favorite obscure son ever uh i don't know if he counts as obscure but like i really did like lou amundsen back in the day yep that fits right in with everybody in the chat what mm-hmm. their names are oh, really? basically it, okay. as musab said the chat has named everyone who's worn a son's uniform in the past 50 years at this point <laughs> no that, that's what's happening right now and it's fantastic <laughs> I also got to give a shout out to my fellow Gerald, the four fingered assassin, Gerald Green, because that season that he had when the Suns were like good but didn't make the playoffs was really fun to watch. Remember the four fingered, uh, yeah. man? Yes, those were so cool. They, you this made that? Guy. Oh, yeah. The team sold at the oh team shop. God. That was my idea. That was, uh, that was fun. Did he said like four, it? Say, oh, yeah. Gerald loved it. It said oh. four fingered assassin <laughs> on one, one side, and it, it was like that. Oh, my God. That's yeah. crazy. Do you still have one? I don't. I wish How I did. How do you not have one? I It got lost in one of my many wow. moves of boxes. So. How disappointing. That's very sad. That's very sad. Also, uh, congratulations uh, to you, Gerald. Tonight you did win Twitter, just so you know. I really <laughs> oh, liked the I? leave the door open <laughs> tweet, uh, followed by your shade thrown at both. I didn't see myself, which I loved. I'm glad win. you approved. I, oh, no. Win. Oh, no. Win, 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 win. Curve everything else. Win, 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 win. Hey. Win, 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 win. Let's go, baby. Four in a row coming up on Tuesday. Uh, anything else, Gerald, you got to share with the group? No, the last thing that I had was Dario Saric. Obviously, he came in, had some big minutes off the bench, down the stretch, closed when two of their centers fouled out on a night where they were already missing DA. Um, Chris Paul, Monty, Mikhail, they all had really complimentary things to say about the work that he puts in behind the scenes. You know, Chris Paul going into the practice facility just to get something he left behind and seeing Dario in there already getting a sweat going. Um, like th- this is kind of what it takes when you're in his position. And over the last few weeks, he's looked a lot more comfortable handling the ball. He had that really fun coast to coast layup. Um, and he's been letting it fly, not afraid to shoot. He said he's, he's feeling a lot more like he's a hundred percent and back to his kind of pre-injury Dario form. 
So that can only mean good things. He's not going to play a huge role once everybody's healthy, but to be able to come in and produce like that off the bench tonight was important. So are you saying winners work? I am definitely saying winners work. (laughs) (laughs) Gerald, thank you so much. We appreciate you joining us and sharing all of your inside information with us. For sure. You guys have a good night. See you later. All right, gentlemen, I think that'll do it for us here on this one. Thank you all for tuning in um, and joining us tonight. We appreciate you as always. As I mentioned a little bit earlier on in the show, we will not have a show tomorrow. It is an off day for the PHNX Suns show, but we will be back on Tuesday. We'll have a pregame show and a postgame show for you. So plan to come hang out with us for both of those. Until we see you on Tuesday, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Ronnie Lee, Marco Millich, Alex Strivens. Ahoy, hoy. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. BH and X though, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, I've always wrecked the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G, no plan B. Always on the job, my team move like the mob. Turn the beat.